the sanctuary been in any other sanctuary other than this one but we thank God that you're here with us on this morning we give God praise if you did not receive a guest card make sure you get one before you leave fill it out drop it in the offering bucket or visit one of our sanctuary hosts this morning before you leave I want to jump right into the word of God this morning but I, I also want to celebrate uh, our graduates of our Kingdom Ambassador Leadership Academy we have over 43 graduates that will be graduating May 1st we're excited about that and then of course we want to celebrate all the high school graduates amen college graduates Everybody who's graduating this year, amen, we celebrate you on this morning. We'll have a a celebration for you later on uh, sometime this month because we definitely want to celebrate you. Well, I say in the month of May, we want to celebrate you and your accomplishments. Grab your word all over the place, amen. Stand to your feet as we jump into the word of God. And of course, I want to make the announcement, too. We do have our uh, Kingdom Cafe after service today, so don't rush off. You can help support the ministry by feeding your belly. Amen. Grab a plate before you leave. Amen. Kamioki night coming April 29th as well. Um, so, so one of the most noted and famous impressionists in the world uh, He was rejected time and time again. He would paint images and no one would accept his form and his fashion of art. And for years he tried to break it, break into the painting industry and he submitted his paintings to several galleries. But yet he was rejected and rejected time and time again. In his lifespan he only sold one painting. And as for artists, that's a disgrace and a dishonor to have all of these paintings and nobody accept them. One day he made this caption. He said that I painted painted to dream and then I painted my dream. Uh, uh, Let me say it this way. He said, I dream of painting, then I painted my dream. There it is. I dreamed of painting and then I painted my dream. Vincent Van Gogh never saw success while he was alive, but his painting sold for over $750 million in his death. He was rejected while he was alive. (laughs) People didn't respect him while he was alive, but in his death, He was more valuable dead, oh, I want to talk to somebody this morning, than he was alive. Somebody here today, people have rejected you, have despised you, have put you out. Some people even wish you were dead. But uh, but here's the thing, they tried to put you in the grave not realizing that you were a seed being planted in the ground. And what they thought they were bringing to death, they were really bringing you alive. And watch this. You're more valuable dead than you are alive. Not your physical death, but because you chose to die to self. Because you chose to die to self. In that death, you're more valuable to the kingdom 
Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm more valuable than you know. Oh, you're not talking to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, I'm more valuable than you know. Come on, tap yourself and encourage yourself. Say, I'm more valuable than even I know. I'm, I'm more valuable than I can ever think or even imagine. More valuable. Grab the word in the gospel of John chapter number 8. Hold your finger there. We're going to come back to John and dance over the book of Psalms. Psalm number 142. I feel you, Holy Ghost. And verse number 1 is where we begin reading. John chapter number 8, verse 32. Hold your finger there. Run over to Psalm number 142. While we make our faith declaration, give you an opportunity to find that word in your Bible. Repeat loudly after me. Today I'll be taught the word of God. My spirit is ready. My mind is sharp. I believe the word. The word is truth. It is without error. I believe what the word says. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. I believe what the word says about me. I am redeemed. I am the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. I am healed. No sickness nor disease shall come near my home. I'm more than a conqueror. I am rich. Wealth and riches shall be in my house. Come on, encourage your neighbor for a second. Say, wealth and riches shall be in your house. Your other neighbor's jealous. Talk to them. Say, wealth and riches shall be in your house. Shout on blessed to be a blessing. My house is blessed. My marriage is blessed. My children are blessed. My church is blessed. I am blessed. Now shout amen. Hallelujah. You should be there by now. If you have it, say, I have it. If you're looking for it, say, I'm looking. Uh-oh, no. Some of y'all confused. Amen. Encourage your neighbor. Say, it's going to be all right. Amen. If you're waiting for it to be on the screen, say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. The book of Psalms, are you there? The word of God declares, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Some rejections are for your protection. You got put out of some places for your protection. Some people left you for a purpose. It wasn't your rejection. It was your protection. God was trying to keep you. Because he knew if you were to continue on that journey and in that route, in that direction that which you were going, destruction could have come. That they would have hurt you so bad you would have never recovered. So God said, I had to have them reject you because there's something far greater that I have intended for your life. 
And, and if they would have accepted you in, then your identity would have changed. They would have put their labels on you. They would have told you who they thought you were. But God says, I have greater purpose for you. Uh, run over to uh, the Gospel of John. Uh, well, let's, I tell you what, hold your finger there. Grab First Peter. Let's do First Peter, chapter number 2. I, I, I like First Peter better. First uh, Peter, chapter number 2, verse number 4 says, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. Oh, this ought to be, be an encouragement for you this morning. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God. Precious to him. Okay, let's, let's bring it home. Uh, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by your neighbor, but I'm chosen by God because I'm precious to him. Oh, okay, okay. Um, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by your co-workers and your family and your friends, but I have been chosen by God. Why? Because I am precious to him. I want to talk to you for a real brief moment. Chosen. Tell your neighbor, I've been chosen. Tell your neighbor again, I've been chosen. Father, now in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you chose us before we even thought about choosing you. While we were yet sinners, God, you still loved us. You gave your life for us, God. You chose us while we were yet in the womb of our mothers, formed and fashioned us, knitted us in the womb of our mothers, chosen for a purpose, anointed and ordained, Lord God, for a greater cause. So, Father, we thank you that you have chosen us. You could have chosen someone else, but you chose us. God, we thank you. And, God, we give you glory. It's in Jesus' mighty name. On your way to your seat, slap high five with your neighbor. Say, I've been chosen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. <clears throat> thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody ever felt rejected? Anybody ever went through a season where you tried to fit in but just couldn't fit in? You, you went places and people, uh, they pushed you out when you were trying to press your way in? Just rejected. Uh, some of us may not have physically uh, experience this type of rejection, but maybe in the womb of your mother, rejection occurred. Uh, maybe mama would never tell you that, uh, I wish I never got pregnant. Maybe she'll never share that story that, uh, I, I wish I never got pregnant by your father. Uh, I'm glad you're here, but, but, but really this pregnancy was not something I wanted for my life. Uh, rejection in the womb. You may not ever hear that word, but mama spoke that word. Or, or, or maybe daddy said, uh, I made a mistake. I am not the baby's father. You, you know, rejection at an early age. Maybe you were in class in school and your teacher tell you you're not smart enough. You'll never be anything in life. 
Maybe you tried out for uh, an athletic sport, maybe basketball or football, volleyball, softball, whatever it was, and you did not get accepted. Maybe you applied for college and got rejected. Put in application after application. Maybe you went to apply for a job and of everyone there, you were the smartest and most qualified for the position, but yet you didn't get the job. Rejected. Maybe that girl you had a crush on in elementary. Y'all remember that time? You write those little notes. I like you. Or do you like me? Could you check in the box yes or no? I I, I got a little smart after a while after I received so many rejections. I I put a a third box there and said maybe. Kind of left me hopeful. Just, just in case, you know, one day she would change her mind. Just in case, you know, she would, she would slip up and check the wrong box, you know. Just in case, I put that maybe at the end. Keep me hopeful that every time I see her, just, just maybe she's going to look my way. Just maybe, just maybe. You ever felt rejected? Jesus felt rejected. He came to be the savior of the world, but the world he came to save rejected him. And as we, uh, as we come to this impasse of sorts, when we had the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the, the stone that the builders rejected, that he, he comes into the scene uh, as, as one who is lowly and meek. He comes as one not riding on a white horse, not one who is coming in great fame and claim of name, but he, he comes just kind of like the carpenter's kid. Now, there were many carpenters. So it's not like he came from a great family of wealth. He didn't come from a notable family. Matter of fact, he came from a family who should be, according to their culture, a family of disgrace. What do you mean, apostle, family of disgrace? Here it is, his mother, not even betrothed to her husband, is pregnant with a child outside of wedlock. And in that culture, whenever you got met, whenever you had a child before marriage, it was a disgrace. Matter of fact, Mary should have been stoned. Joseph should have actually left her. It was a disgraceful moment. Jesus was born in disgrace. Joseph did want to leave. So his father rejected him earthly father rejected him but it took the power of the holy spirit one to encourage mary mary this is not man's doing but it's it's the holy spirit you're going to be empowered and impregnated by the holy spirit it it was the spirit of god that had to come to joseph and let joseph know it's okay joseph it's all right this is my doing i got you bro it's okay look at your neighbor say it's okay Uh, Come on, encourage your neighbor again. Say it's okay. Uh, Yeah, it's okay if they rejected you because you accepted in this. Y'all cry. It's okay how they think about you, but I have other thoughts about you. Neighbor, I've been chosen. So, So rejection is the act of refusing to accept, to use, or believe someone or something. Rejection. It's a tough thing. Y'all know about the iPhone and all of the Apple products, but the man who created the company Apple 
was fired from his own company. Rejected by the thing he created. He was let go off of the company he designed and developed, the company that he birthed out, fired from his own company. Could you imagine getting fired from your own business? But because he was so tenacious, look look, look what Steve said. Steve said this. He said, uh, I had been rejected, but I was still in love. So I decided to start all over again. He was in love with the idea of innovation and creation that Steve just didn't quit. He kept on creating to the point where he came up with the idea of the iPod, which revolutionized the industry. Y'all remember the iPod? Everybody wanted an iPod. Now they had other players, music players, but Apple made it sexy. Can I say that? I'm sorry, we got kids in there. They, they, they made it clean and nice. It was just, you know, the all white with the white headphones and the white case. It was sexy. I mean, it was just really plain. Just all white. They had no designs on it, no fancy logos. No, it's just plain. Huh. Sexy. I'm trying to bring it back in, but I can't, y'all. The saints ain't praying right now. Amen. Can, can I just stay there for a second? Sometimes, ladies, we just like it plain. You ain't got to do it with the long, big flowing hat and the eyelashes like Calipilla. Can I help somebody? I mean, you know, I want, I want to know what it's like when you ain't got them lashes on. You can't go to sleep with them because you can wake up with them on the pillow. So, I mean, I, I, I need to know. I need to, I need to know. What's it going to be like without Maybelline and mascara? I, mean, I need to know because you're going to roll up in the morning. I got to look at you. Can I see you when you're playing? Can you still be who you are without all of that? Can you still be, I'm going to say it, I'm, I'm already there. Can you still be sexy without the dress up and the makeup? Can, 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 you, can I just keep you playing and... Because gravity will happen. I'll just leave it right there. But I'm trying, I'm trying. We got guests in the house, y'all. I'm trying to behave. Amen. But, but Steve Joe was fired, but he didn't give up. He kept creating. Matter of fact, he went on to create another company called Pixar, which became very, very prosperous. He didn't quit. Even though he was rejected by his own people. The ones who he gave a job to. The one who, who, he, who he changed their lifestyle and their livelihood. Their, their economy. Their whole status changed when they got with Apple. He created millionaires. People owed their life to Steve Jobs. And they rejected him. But he didn't quit. Tell your neighbor, I'm not a quitter. Tell the neighbor, uh, quitting is not an option. 
It's not an option. And Steve refused to quit to the point where when he came up with the concept of the iPod, they brought him back in and he became again the CEO of Apple. And of course, you know, they went on to make billions and billions of dollars to be rejected. Oh, to be rejected. Not being chosen. A lot of us have not been chosen. And this is what happens when you have that place in your life when you haven't been chosen. You have this feeling of, I have no worth. Yeah, let's be honest about it. Uh, when people reject you, you don't feel good. You don't feel like you're worthy enough. Okay, can I bring it home to some Christians? Even when God has accepted you, you still at times don't feel worthy enough. You, you don't feel worried like, God, how are you going to choose me? You, you, didn't you know what I did last night? Don't you know my past? You have a hard time feeling worthy. Don't feel worthy enough. And then even when he chooses you, you have that feeling, that struggling of, of feeling chosen. Some people still live in a life of guilt because of their past. Struggling with being chosen. Some people even create self-sabotage. What's, what's self, self-sabotage? It's when God has chosen you, but you don't feel worthy enough, so you sabotage yourself. That, that you can't even walk in success because you keep messing it up. Because you can't see yourself successful. Oh, y'all. You, you know, you, you get married and uh, the man is good to you and, and you mess it up because you ain't never experienced that type of goodness before in your life. You finally find that woman who treats you the right way, but because you don't know what it's like, you mess it up. Self-sabotage. The struggle of feeling chosen. In the book of Ephesians, chapter number one, verse number three says, praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us, that is. Hey, God, that gets me excited. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight and love. Let me read that again because y'all missed that. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless. So God, if he chose you before the world was formed, he chose you before you came into the world to mess up what you messed up when you were in. Y'all quiet up in here. So God knew you were going to be a sinner before you ever sinned. God knew you was going to mess some stuff up before you were even born to mess some stuff up. But yet he chose you. God Almighty. He, he knew you were going to be a liar, a thief, a whoremonger, an adulterer. He knew all of those things, but yet he chose you. Oh, maybe I didn't come down your road yet. Uh, maybe you're going to be a, a, a gossiper. Uh, maybe you're going to be uh, one of those ones who is a backbiter, a backstabber. Oh, I'm going to come down your road in a second. You, you, you know, you, you, you're that one who is going to be that, that eye candy, that lustful uh, uh, Jezebel.
God knew that. But yet he still chose you. He still chose you. Why? Because God knows your end from the beginning. See, the day you expire on your tombstone, that's going to be a day of birth and a day of expiration. God knows the day you will be born and the day you would expire. But what you did not know possibly is that God also knows that little dash in the middle. He knew the day you were going to be born. He knew everything that was going to happen in between that time of which you expire. God knows it all. But yet he still chose you. You know why? Because he knows at the end of it all. That the power of the Holy Ghost, none come lest the Spirit of God draws them. Tell your neighbor, I've been chosen. Look how it says, he said, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will. To the praise of his glorious grace. Yeah, thank you for your grace, God. Which he has freely given us in the one he loved. Somebody shout, I've been chosen. So when Jesus came up off the tomb, it really was an invitation, an invitation into this new life that he has before you. So the tomb is an invitation to everlasting life. That's what the tomb that Jesus resurrected out of. It was an invitation to you into this new life. To the point when John, the next day, Uh, In John chapter 1, verse 35, it says, The next day John was again with two of his disciples. And when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? (laughs) They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. He was giving them an invitation. So they went and they saw where he was staying, and they spent the day, that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two that heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus and Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which means translated Peter. Now, watch, you have to understand this in their culture, in the Jewish culture, is that when a, a young man would reach the age around uh, 13 or 14, they would have, maybe you're familiar with this, a bar mitzvah between the age of 12 to 14. Uh, it was their coming into manhood. You ever heard of a boy misfit? Yeah. And, and it meant they came into manhood. But, but not only did it note that their uh, coming of age into manhood, but they were also equipped and skilled enough in the word of God. See, in a Jewish culture, the, the, they train up their child in the way they should go. So when they're old, they won't depart from it. So they teach them the word at a young age. And by the time of age 12, they have learned the first five books of the Bible, not just uh, just uh, passages of scriptures that they know that we kind of cherry pick. You know, Jesus wept. You know, uh, God so loved the world. You know, we we kind of just cherry pick those scriptures, but they know the first five books verbatim. You can just yell out a scripture and they can tell you and quote it verbatim. They were skilled in the word. 
And when they would reach this age of bar mitzvah age, coming into age, it is at this point, watch, they get to choose for themselves a rabbi, a teacher. Oh, y'all, it's going to all come together. That, that when they come to this age, they seek out someone who would instruct them. It is their choice who teaches them. Now, if these kids could not come up to par, up to level, to level up, then they would, watch, be rejected by society. If they didn't know the five books of the Bible, then they had to go into whatever the family practice was. That's why we see Peter. Peter is a fisherman, when really Peter should have been a rabbi by now. But because he didn't level up, he had to go into the family practice. He is now a fisherman because he, he was rejected and despised by his own people. Peter is now just a fisherman. Now, here it is. Jesus comes on the scene and, and instead of those who are seeking him, he decides to seek them. So he sees Peter and he says, Peter, you're going to be one of my disciples. In other words, you don't have to choose me. I choose you. Ah, uh, you, you don't have to choose me. I choose you. See, that's what happens with Jesus. Jesus comes on the scene and he makes the choice to choose those who have been rejected. He makes a choice to choose those who have been overlooked. He makes a choice to choose those who people have turned their backs on, people who have given up on. He says, that's the ones I want to use. So that's why we have a problem in church is, it, is that God sometimes would choose the one who are the least of these, the least likely of these, the ones who have messed up so much that we're like, how can God use him? Why would God use him? That's the ones he's looking for. And he chooses Peter. You know why? Because he was chosen for more. I want to encourage you today. You've been chosen for more. You've been chosen for more. Been chosen for more. This chosen, this choice that God has, it's a reminder of God's love towards you. He chooses you as a reminder of how much he loves you. That of everybody around you, he makes the choice to choose you. It's a reminder of God's love for you. Not only that, but it's an invitation to participate. When he made the choice to choose Peter and all of the disciples, it was an invitation to participate in something far greater than they ever could imagine. Oh, y'all remember Peter, when he got into the boat, he said, cast thy net upon the right side. But then after Peter has this great haul catch of fish, he tells Peter, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. I'm about to invite you to participate in something far greater than fishing. I'm about to invite you into a plan that's going to change the world. I'm about to invite you into a plan that's going to change your neighbor's life. Be quiet. Look at your neighbor and say, change is coming. Change is coming. He was inviting him to participate in a greater plan. It also provided a sense of purpose. See, that's the thing about rejection is, is we think that we don't have purpose. Because we weren't accepted. But when Jesus chooses you, 
He chooses you for a purpose. He didn't choose you to be a pew woman. Can I say something that'll probably ruffle your feathers? He didn't even choose you just to be a churchgoer. He chose you to go with the church. He chose you to be the church. Uh, It's not just you coming into church and sitting down and hearing the word, but he chose you to be a carrier of the word. He he chose you to be the one who will take the word. Beautiful are the feet of those who carry the gospel. God wants to give you a pedicure. God Almighty. He he wants to give you a pedicure so your feet can become beautiful so you can take the gospel into all the earth. He chose you for something greater. He has purpose for your life. Tell your neighbor, I have purpose. Chosen for more, it provides a new perspective of freedom. Because when he chooses you, you have a new perspective of what it's like to be free. Is there any free people in the house today? Oh, come on. Is there free people in the house? I was at about 10 free people that would stand to their feet and shout, I'm free. I just need about 10 of y'all that would shout, I'm free. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a new sense of freedom. When he chooses you, I'm free for more. I'm free to be all that he has created me to be. I'm not going to be the same old person. I'm free to be me. A new perspective on freedom. We know in Mark, when he comes out of the tomb, he says, but go tell his disciples and Peter. Y'all remember Peter? Y'all remember Peter? Peter denied Christ. Peter was a cusser. Anybody? Okay, I'm trying to will it in. You ever been rejected and you cuss? <laughs> hey, hey, man, that was Peter. <laughs> Some of y'all still cussing. Hey, man. Y'all remember that Peter. Peter denied Christ three times. Cut a man's ear off. Peter went back fishing. Went back to his old occupation. To the point where now Jesus comes back and say, tell my people, my disciples, and don't forget Peter. Don't forget the one I chose. Don't forget about the one who I had my eyes on. Don't forget about the one who I placed my hands on. Don't forget about the one who I breathed my Holy Spirit into. Don't forget about Peter. I still have use of him. I know he messed up. I know he don't measure up in your eyesight, but I still have purpose for him. I know you look at Peter and say, Peter, you, you're just such a mess up. Since I still have purpose. I still have purpose. I still have purpose. Grab my bags. And he says, Peter, I know they rejected you, but I still need you. I know you have this bag and you're carrying all of these titles upon you. But Peter, I was rejected so you can be accepted. And what happens is a lot of times we we load our bags filled with stuff and titles. We got all these titles of shame because I messed up time and time again. And we, we got this back sack and, you know, we people and we put all these things on the inside. People tell me that I'm not smart enough. And I'm loading my bag. 
I've done some things that were dishonorable and I've done some things that were disgraceful. I'm a disgrace. I look in the mirror and I see myself as ugly. I know I failed time and time again. And, I, you know, some people even see me as a thief. And some people see me different because I'm not like them. I'm not like them. I'm, I'm different. And people talk about me behind my back and I'm, I'm guilty of some things. I'm, I did do some things. I, I am guilty. Uh, oh, I'm guilty. I, I, I messed up. You may have not seen the mess up. You see the dress up now. I look good now, but I'm, I'm guilty of some stuff. The blood washed me and the blood cleansed me. I don't look like I used to look, but I am guilty. I, I, I am guilty. I uh, yeah, yeah, I stole some stuff. I lied time and time. I am guilty. I am guilty. Oh, but the blood. I'm ashamed of who I become. I'm ashamed. I suffer with an orphan spirit for a long period of time and all this stuff. And, you know, maybe I don't have enough and not good enough. And I carry all this stuff around. These are all the titles. I'm an embarrassment to my family. You know, I got all these titles I carry around. And this is what people see when they see me. They see all these titles and all this hurt and pain I'm carrying around. They see all this stuff everywhere I go. I can't hide it, but this is what they see. These are all my titles. And I'm weighed down with all this stuff. Forgetting that I was chosen. in spite of all of this he still chooses me in spite of all the heavy bags I carry and all the labels that I allowed the world to put on me I'm still chosen in spite of the way they see me I'm still chosen now watch this is the way y'all see me this is the way he sees me washed and redeemed, renewed the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But here's the problem though. Uh, for, in order for me to accept the fact that he has chosen me, I have to take off the invisible book sack that I have placed on myself. Uh, I also have to accept the fact that, that he has chosen me and, and I got to get rid of the way I see myself. Yes, you see me one way, but it's not about how you see me. It's how I perceive myself. So, oh, you're a mighty man of God. You're great, God. But I don't see myself as such. You're pretty. Oh, no, I'm not. I, mean, I got these blemishes. And, you know, I need to lose some weight, get a tummy tuck. and I need some liposuction. I mean, you know, oh, you're so smart. Oh, I'm not that smart. My brother is smarter than I am. You're such a great athlete. I, I, I'm good, but there's always somebody greater you how you see yourself that's the struggle of being chosen and watch he chooses you and you still may have some flaws but he made the choice to still choose you I, I said this to our bible study group on tuesday that i have couples come together doing marriage ministry and pre-marriage ministry 
And when we're concluded, I have them face one another. And I have them make this declaration of affirmation to one another. I have them repeat this statement. Here it is. Catch it. I choose you. Uh-huh. I have them look at one another and I say, tell, tell, tell them, say, I choose you. I choose you. What are you saying in that apostle? It's that I made a choice to choose you. Oh, I'm not arrogant or anything like that or conceited. I could have made another choice to choose somebody else, but I chose you. I chose you. Now, here's the thing about a choice. Is that when you choose and you make that choice, you have to choose everything that comes along with that choice. Oh, Lady T chose you with all that baggage? She made a choice. You tell me your wife chose you with all that stuff? She made a choice. She chose me. He chose me. She chose me. So watch, when you make a choice to choose, then you also choose and accept everything that comes along with it. Oh, I want to help that married folk out right now. You know that man that you married, that that at first he was Romeo and no longer Romeo? You, you know at first he was Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and now and now he's Chubby Checker? You made the choice. You made the choice. You, you know that woman you married? She was a brick house. She was mighty, mighty. And now she's mighty all over the place. You made the choice. So you have to choose to accept everything that comes along with the choice you made. Your God chose you in spite of. And at the door, you can just drop your bags. You can drop the weight. That's what the Bible says. Cast your cares upon the Lord. For he cares for thee. I can drop everything about me, all my identity and all of that. I can drop it right there. You know why? Because in him, I have a new identity. I have been chosen by him. Can you stand to your feet with me on this morning? I think there's been some guilt and some shame holding some of you back from really experiencing the love of God done some things and those things have become your new entitlements it has become your new title people don't see you for who you are they see you for what you have done even so much so that when you look at yourself you don't see you for who God created you to be you see yourself who you have come to be by all the things you have done that were wrong things that you were supposed to do but you didn't do you're a nameless person now named by the world there's someone here today I want to encourage you that the guilt and the condemnation you're feeling right now God never intended for your life yes you had the child out of wedlock yes you had sex before marriage 
Yes, you have lied and you have stolen and you have cheated. God still chooses you. God still chooses you. If you would bow your heads, I want to give someone an invitation to the tomb of everlasting life. See, that stone that rolled away was another indicator of the stone that was rejected. Matter of fact, if you really study the text, the stone just didn't roll away. The stone wasn't there anymore. He just didn't roll it away. He took it away. He just didn't move it to the side as a marker and a reminder. He took it all away. As an indicator, you don't have to deal with this boulder and this barrier between you and me no more. You have free access and entry into everlasting life. Father, now in the name of Jesus, for those who are struggling with their identity, you struggling with the choice, the, the decision of being chosen by you, I pray today that spirit breaks off of their life even now. Do it now, Father. For those of you, God, who, who, who the stone rolled away, but, but yet they didn't come to see so that they can enjoy the day of resurrection in for those who, who are like uh, Thomas, who are doubting. So, Father, today, move in their lives for those who have not accepted you as their Lord and Savior. Let them come to a place of decision on today. If you're here today, you hadn't accepted Jesus Christ and you're part of your sins, he's calling you today. Or maybe you have and you're backslidden, he's calling you back home stone was taken away to give you free access would you come today if that's you would you slip your hand in the air right now God is calling you right now I see you sir I see you ma'am I believe there's others that would say today is the day today is the day I've been chosen by him so now I choose him is there another is there another thank you father I believe I see you ma'am I believe there's one other that would say today is the day there's one more will say today is the day I'm making a choice he chose me, so I'm choosing him. If that's you, slip your hand in there. Thank you, Father. I see you, man. There it is. Will there be yet another? Any other? Thank you, Father. God, we bless you. God, we thank you. Now I give you another invitation. Maybe you don't have a church home. You felt the Spirit of God calling you to this place. If that's you, you want to be a part of Elevate Church. If that's you, you slip your hand in there. You don't have a church, but you felt God calling you to be a part of this church that's you put your hand in there let me see you raise it high thank you father god we bless you god we thank you and god we give you the glory it's in jesus mighty name can somebody celebrate this name by clapping your hands in this place for those of you who gave your life to christ you'll be handed a white card make sure you feel that white card out before you leave hand it back to one of our sanctuary workers on today do not leave until you fill that card out amen hey guys we love you we thank god for you as i stated our kingdom cafe is in full effect don't leave without you grabbing a meal before you leave on today for our first time guests second time guests i would love to meet you and greet you i'll be at this door on my left your right i would ask as you're exiting the sanctuary that you would exit the side doors to my left and your right my right and your left so we can make room for our next service amen god bless you and god keep you as my prayer in jesus name amen